I can truly, surely, a sigh of relief that 2022 is in the rear view mirror. There was the untimely death of my father and my gangster sister's health crisis and all of us getting COVID and we didn't die. I am here as a testimony to the survival and thriving. No excuses and no patience for pity parties. I'm gonna be talking about how to glow up as a podcaster or not. Good black news and words of encouragement and shade if you stupid. What I'm reading, the Dallas Cowboys and other things, football and sports. Pop culture news, donkeys donking and side eye shenanigans. I like the part of the podcast where I talked about over 40 dating and other relationship issues. Quark's Bar, dedicated to podcasts, reality, TV recaps. Join me as I fuss and have a moment as I kick and stomp my way through the next iteration of my life. Join me for this rocking good time. And thank you for listening. Our black queen. You are so lucky. I meditate and I have plenty of vodka because this is how this week has seemed to go. I have had it. I try to react with positive energy, but people just keep trying to keep effing with me. You know, I just want to know, for my own education, why do white folks want to be oppressed? What is the benefit of that? I ask this question is because what, there seems to be a namby-pamby, mealy-mouth, thin-skinned group of these young folks that think they can, we can get close enough where you can just be out and out racist, and I'm going to be okay with that. But I'm uh, from the FFN group, group, fuck around, find out crew. For example, I anybody that comes into my house, I am very respective of. I call you to my home because there's a lot of stuff I can't do or just unwilling to do. When I hire you, all I need you to do, don't tear up my stuff, get in, fix it, and keep it pushing. I've had an issue this past winter with my gas furnace. It keeps going out. It won't, it was tripping um, the circuit at one point. The ignition went bad. The boards had to be replaced. And it just seems like it's just pretty faulty. And it's one of the reasons why I have a, long, a home warranty. The unit is definitely younger than the house because the house just turns 94 years old. Um, but it could be as old as 96 years old, but we don't really know when it was built because of the fire downtown. But that's not the point. The point is, I've the 
heating company that has been assigned has been out no less than about five, six times in the last couple of months. This last time, um, my heat, the heater, and it's a split unit, so the heater in the back has not been working for two weeks now. I got the wrong part, the part's not in. Then they ordered the wrong part. Um, then I had to rewire it to get it working because it's the voltages on the board and the replacement ignition were different. It was working, it worked for maybe what, three or four hours, and then it stopped working. But prior to that, you text me, and then I'm not going through your office because you said, well, you have my, uh, my cell phone. Um, you can just text me. It's easier to get in contact with me versus the office. So that's what I did. But I don't overstep boundaries because I'm respectful, respective of people's time. So I get a text that the part should be in that morning. I don't hear any other text until I text you again at 12 and saying, um, did the part arrive? Can you come? Are you going to be able to come by this afternoon to put it in? Y'all, I've only I only text this person when I don't hear from you again or I need an update. Yes, I work from home, but is that wrong? for me to ask when you're going to do your job even though you've marked this job complete with the warranty company if you your white ass middle age white ass text me back and is like yes a massa why am i not gonna bust you in your head with my folding chair I'm getting ready to go get my um, Dallas Cowboy chair and crack you in the head like the Montgomery Ballers did. Because how racist is that? Then you come up in my house with a straight face, don't explain anything, and say you're having a bad day because you get to quit. For what? You go off, you go come at me to the left and crazy, and then you wonder why I want you not to be in my house anymore. I then, but I save all of that to say, did I, did I mention this, any of this while you're at my house? No, because my unit was working. I was going to wait to see um, the next morning um, and then just have the home warranty company take care of it. But I don't really care because I need, they, they're tripping. I need this my case to be removed from this company because this your the senior tech ain't shit and I'm tired of them coming back to my house. You replacing parts, you get it working and it stopped working. Now the front unit ain't um um cranking on. It's on and running, but it's not warming up. I just need y'all to not be in my house anymore. And I need your racist ass to stay away from my house. And you're also going to make me get bullets for my weaponry. Why would you roll up on somebody and not think that that is racist? We're not friends like that. Slavery was not fun. You are not oppressed. And you're not a slave, bitch. Because you get paid for what you do. If you were good at what you do and you had a, and had a better attitude, I prob they probably would promote you and give you more money. But with this bullshit... That's why you're in a predicament you are. It has nothing to do with me and my house and my jacked up heating unit. Because that's why you are hired. 
and we're not friends. You can't take liberties, and you just can't be rude. So to the heat and tack at Beaches Kick Rocks. Also, I don't understand Angie because Angie's list is flawed. I do not, again, I give out the same energy as I expect, but I have low expectations that the positive energy is going to be given to me. Again, I hire you for a certain amount of money. I expect you to do your job and get the hell out of my house. I don't see if I pay for four hours of handyman work. Your bitch ass stretch that shit out to nine. You don't show up on time. You stretch the hours out and... You bring your damn dog. Have y'all ever heard tell of such? What technician bring their pets on the job? Who does that? You know, I just, I have a dog, but my dog is antisocial, as antisocial as her owner. She cute though, but antisocial because we're not around anybody. I don't want everybody and everything up in my house. I basically run off with broomsticks, the stray cats, even though I think they keep the vermin out my house. But I just don't want you on my property. And you can eat the mouse and come back and look for some more, but I'm not going to feed you because I don't want you in my house. All of these things to say. I don't know what is going on with the service industry. All I know is I'm Gucci. I'm not going to care. I, I'm not going to try to understand what it is. I'm not going to run away from it. And I don't think it is bad to want people to show up on time, do the job that you paid them for, and keep it pushing. But you don't come at somebody. You're, you're being stressed out or overwrought is not an excuse for racism. The words of Martin Luther King um, and uh, Abernathy, Ralph Abernathy, was racism is genocide. Also, um, uh, Malcolm X said that. If you want to kill people, be a racist. And you got to be woke. You actually have to be aware of the... Racism can be expressed in bigotry and classism and these little um, gigs and passive aggressiveness. And when you stand up for one person because they're thin-skinned, because you're thin-skinned, and it's because the perception of this person, a five-foot-four, round, middle-aged black woman, ain't got shit for you. I got bad knees and my feet hurt all the time. I'm not intimidating, but when you use those dog whistles like aggressive and abrupt, etc., those are dog whistles and, and as such can be racist and can be um, aggressive when it's perceived by me, bullying as well as um, harassment. So y'all got to watch yourself. And you also got to uh, also ask and ain't get an answer why do you think you're so oppressed because you somebody is just asking you to do your damn job or updates on things that's what you're supposed to be able to handle that so i don't know 
not everybody can be a doctor, definitely can't be a hospitalist in a pediatric hospital, because the little shit y'all go through, y'all just go wilding out. And think like, um, what's the company that May Ambien told Roseanne Barr? Our medication is not your excuse for your racist uh, rant. And the same thing that goes to good old Jeremy at Beaches. Uh, you being stressed out through your whoever employs you is not an excuse for racism. And what you said to me was racist, it was offensive, and it will bar you from ever coming back to my house. However, I will drag you online because you know I got um, screenshots of what you texted me, and a lot of people are looking for your ass. There are so many woke firsts that have gone on this past week. I have been, um, or had the pleasure of watching the Super Bowl halftime. I think I'm going to have to rewatch it because uh, the estimates on how many views of the Super Bowl. Uh, have now are a little over 200, 200 million, probably one of the highest ranked, high, highest watched Super Bowls in the world, or in the in history, I should say. And don't get it twisted; nobody cared about Travis Kelsey or um, what's her name, Taylor Swift, or the, if Kansas City. I, I didn't find out who won until like Wednesday because I was most interested in the Super Bowl itself. I mean, excuse me, halftime show. It was also not only was Usher's Super Bowl party just that, it was also his wedding party. But also there's controversy because this is one, his third marriage. And two, he didn't look all that happy, I was told. Um, he's marrying, and he also had this article where he went on and on about his failed relationship with Chili from, um, Left Eye and that group. <laughs> I'm getting old, y'all, so sometimes I forget, like, Mitzen is what I'm talking about, but also, um, ain't too proud to be, no, uh, 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 well, anyways, she is one of the members of that group uh, from Atlanta. And before the Super Bowl, there was an article that dropped. I don't know if it was Vanity Fair or Vogue, where he goes on that he actually asked Chili um, to marry him. And she basically says, no, she's like, I'm not. They cheat. He cheated. They broke up. And she ended it. And why would she actually have tied herself to a serial cheater? And I think that has been, but he says he's still, 20 years later, still she was the love of his life. What do you think his little now white wife, long-term girlfriend thinks on their wedding? This all happens before their wedding day. I don't know if he, they said they don't know if he was tired from the performance, but his performance looked a little bit constricted. They said he probably performed better in his Vegas residency than he actually did at the Super Bowl. But he ain't have 200 million people watching him, you know? Or he 
was seriously stressed out and restrained because he knew he was getting ready to tie himself forever to a third person. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking, what am I going to do different? Is she going to go crazy on me? Should I have put more stuff in the prenup? I don't know. But I think entering into another relationship, long-term relationship, without making some true changes, you're setting yourself up to continue those mistakes and not have a successful relationship. Also during this time, um, Beyonce, of course she's going to drop a country album because of course she brought up the Dixie Chicks when everybody was going after them and that went to number one and of course she was going to drop two songs all go to number one and now she's up for country album of the year she'll probably get a cma before she'll ever get album of the year grammy so and then you got oklahoma radio stations and probably every country station having to dial it back say we are a country uh, Western Station, we don't play Beyonce, well, she from Houston, she from Texas, she went to the Black Rodeo, so boy, bye, play that girl song, stop playing, in our faces, and that Dukes of Hazzard star, liking her album to Dogs Pen, I don't know what that means, I think it's vulgar and derogatory, I think he's just mad because he's not going to have the same success as Beyonce. When people hate on you and what they, who they are and what they are, like in that previous segment where I talk about why do oppressed white men go all the way to racist when they get stressed out or when they just play or hating you. Yeah, you play or hating, but you also getting ready to get X'd out, you big dummy. I just don't understand people. Y'all be doing something. You're doing the most. And you're doing the most during Black History Month. Like we are not going to notice and call you out. And continue to call you out. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. So take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. And once you grow a temporal rainbow, I can be anything. So take a look, it's in a book, a temporal rainbow. A temporal rainbow. A temporal rainbow. So in this section of Temporal was reading, I decided not to necessarily talk about Queen Coretta Scott, Queen Coretta Scott uh, for another week, but I should be able to get into that later as I uh, start listening to her autobiography. But I wanted to get a little bit more into King A Life um, and just talk about the times that he lived in and why people thought that we had time to wait for anything. 
There is a Netflix special, or I don't know, maybe it's on Hulu, the one night between the meeting between MLK and um, Malcolm X. They said if they, the world or the government in particular, the FBI and they shady asses, knew of the power if they were to be able to collaborate, that how powerful that was going to be. Less than a year later, Malcolm X was assassinated. Prior to that, maybe the same year, a little bit later on that year, uh, Kennedy was also assassinated. 19, in March 25th, I believe of 64 or 65, Viola Luizzo, who was the epitome of the first uh, woke, white, moderate, or uh, liberal, decided that she was going to take her little Oldsmobile and, and Uber marchers uh, back and forth in Selma. She was stopped by a Klansman on a roadway on her back to Selma, and they murdered her and shot up her uh, passenger. Passengers survived, and of course, they were not going to let that teamster's wife, mother of five, murder go on go on solve. Slight problem though. The informant, the Klansman that told on everybody was a murderer. He had been hired as an informant within the Klansman, had beat up people on the Freedom Rides, had murdered some assaulted and murdered somebody else. Gary Thomas Rowe, Jr. 63, been capping people, black folks for years, lynching motherfuckers. He gets hired by the FBI, and they say, well, Johnson was like, you go hire someone that is going to then join the Klan. And he says, how am I going to solve these murders if I don't have somebody on the inside? So we got to let him go for all these murders he's doing unless we're going to pull down the Klan. Who does that? And why was he allowed to dictate mess? The more I learn and read, I realize just how much history, either I don't remember it or it wasn't taught. We were not taught about all this illegal crap that Herbert Hoover did in his 40 years running the FBI. I call them the alphabet boys. The issues we're having now in law enforcement, I really think stems from its racist beginnings. From the patty rollers to the guys that ran the um, slave camp. Not only did they run the slaves, the foremen, but then they ran those chain gangs after um, emancipation. You can't tell me that one of the highest law enforcement agencies in this country was doing wilding out and doing all of this illegal crap, and they didn't know that all of these murders weren't going to be taking place. They got rings, millions of rings of paperwork and reports and files on some people that they consider the most subversive in the world. And you mean to tell me they couldn't put those things in place to protect these people? And y'all, and why is it revolutionary for people to have the, everybody to have the same equal rights?
What is that? So if Martin Luther King had just kept to black folks in the South, but not expanded it because it was true of everybody all over the country, would he have been alive? No, I don't think so, because they were setting him up for the entire movement to fall apart at his death, and they knew somebody was going to murder him, and they didn't think that they had to protect him. Same thing with Malcolm. But just the strength of their martyrdom is what got us where we need. And then we got to stop people like Clarence Thomas and his goons uh, from reverting back to a time that it does not make sense. Who wants to go back to a get the get out times? I know I don't. So there's so many weird and interesting things happening in the Real Housewife verse. Um, and in this section of um, the show, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, I had a brain infarct there. Uh, social media roundup. The biggest news is not just Kenny Burris, Tucker's exit from the show, but now it's been confirmed that not only is Portia, who said? Williams Gabadia coming back. Everybody from Bingeworthy to DJ Richie Sky to the great producer Carlos King and his Kingdom Rain production have all but confirmed. Carlos confirming it that he knew about it weeks ago, but he doesn't spill the tea when he's not allowed. And I think it's a good idea. Because the only show that's on now, Bold and Bougie, another Carlos King creation, that is somewhat along the lines of previous years of the opulence, you own everything that Portia Gabadia is now enjoying. And this is, now let's go back. Both Kenya Moore, who they're saying has been asked back, but there's nothing confirmed. Portia Gabadia's all-around deal with not just the show, but NBC Universal goes on record. This is some black history uh, triumph and stuff. She has an all-around deal with NBC Universal. And I'm saying, girl, get your bag. But this is so different than when she first came on the show. Yeah, I remember in season uh, four when she actually was the Stepford wife of possibly gay. We don't know because he could be way on the DL. Um, Cordell Stewart. Well, as far as we know, Simon Gabadia is a African prince. <laughs> he is Nigerian, worth about 40 to 50 mil. She's going around on private jets. She's actually looked like she was in Dubai somewhere on a speedboat in the shape of a Lambo, living her best life, her weave staying in. What did she say? <laughs> As the, remember that great trip that they took and she jumped in the water? to try to get the best room. Uh, her and Tanya were competing for the best room, and she said her go-naked hair, it gets better 
um, the moisture it gets. It, there are so many portiorisms that I have missed in the last couple of years. But if she doesn't try to orchestrate shit like she did and was trying to run shit with that old uh, milk dud head dentist, I think she looks so relaxed. She looks so happy with Simon. Um, I don't know if we care to know the deal with Fallon because the word on the street with Fallon was she was the one that was cheating, had a baby on Simon. He had the moving people come and pack her shit and she and told her to get the F out. But it would be, I don't think there's, it's kind of weird that they had that girl's day. But I don't know if at that time, um, Simon knew that she was cheating because she was the quintessential kept woman. She would have made a great housewife if she didn't cheat on her husband with somebody that was less than. Portia's of the age now where she's still gorgeous. It looks like her mama is Benjamin Button. They look like they're the same age now and both are absolutely stunning women. I'm just, if you're gonna fake it or you're gonna be over the top, you know, it's, but if you're gonna share it with it's great. And I'm sure there's going to be drama because there is a blended family. He got a whole bunch of kids from previous relationships. His brothers are doctors. I think, and then she's friends with some messy bitches in Atlanta. I am so here for it. They, everybody's also been talking about bringing back um, Phaedra. She did, supposed to did well on Traders, but I don't know. Her and her overdone face, she does need a new boob job because it looks like her boots have migrated to her, her clavicles. So I don't know, she go, need to go see uh, Terry Dubrow and them. But if she's not gonna share her life, her real life, if she's gonna keep uh, Apollo and his new wife out of it, I don't really need to see the mess. I don't need her to try to break, like they're doing on Married to Medicine now. I don't want them to focus on somebody else's mess and deflect like they've been doing for previous seasons on Real Housewives. It would be the best part of Married to Medicine is when her kid actually spoke from his heart. Because I remember them being on Real Housewives his, at his birth, Mr. President and his badass birth. When Apollo was getting ready to get locked up, and he took him for yogurt. Him falling out uh, because he didn't want the dentist to get his teeth. That kind of shit. I want to see the real shit. Her dropping her eldest son off to school and in tears. Because he was like, I'll always be your baby. He was so cute. That moment was real. But this manufactured shit that they've been doing for the last couple of years, if they're not going to make her clock in, I don't need to see any of it. I'm just saying. But I'm here for the mess if they're going to bring the mess. Consider bringing Eva back. Consider bringing Claudia Jordan back because we're going to need somebody to spar with Portia and that can spar with um, Kenya and also can light them up only as Phaedra can do with sweet tea and holy 
water. I'm just saying I'm here for the mess. So what's the difference between accountability definition? I'm looking this up as I'm typing. The fact or condition of being accountable, responsible, okay? And responsibility. 
acknowledging. You accept or admit the existence or truth of. You recognize a fact or the importance. And there's a whole difference in condition when you talk about accountability um, and acknowledgement. And for those of you that have been following this uh, S show for the past week, that was Shaylin Watkins Jr. Um, this is Monique's, the comedian's eldest son, who I was today years old when I discovered that he is also a stand-up comedian. He, as I said, he is a father. He is about 34, 35 years old um, and has an acknowledged, estranged relationship from his mother. And it was a lot of truths in, I believe, in this video, but I still think that familial problems and talking about people's kids when there's obvious issues with them. Y'all need to remove the American public or the international public out of y'all group chat. We're good. I find it fascinating, just like when I watch Catfish, I find it absolutely fascinating that people will give up their lives to somebody that they, or and send thousands and millions of dollars to that they've never met. I find it just absolutely crazy. And I would hope that I would never fall victim to it. I, somebody attempted to catfish me. I, mean, I know this is not the purpose of this section, but back at the beginning when I, I joined match.com and this is when I was first in Charlotte. There was a lot going on in 2005. I just realized that. But anyways, you basically put out how much the radius of where you would like to, or how long, how far away you would like to travel to meet someone. The internet was the wild, wild west. People putting out false uh, stories, pictures that they steal from somebody. Well, this person basically said he was from Statesville by way of Tanzania, um, and he tried to get me on the hook for either a romance scam or catfishing. And he always wanted, and he thought the only way that you could do this with people at the time would be satisfied, evidently be satisfied, um, texting back and forth or using a lot of these platforms to send people or instant messaging. That would be fine if it wasn't football season. This is at the time when, um, uh, uh, Romo was playing as quarterback for Dallas Cowboys. I'm a hardcore Dallas Cowboys fan. I know they're going to lose in the last 10 minutes. I know I may get kicked out of my hotel room because I was working as a contract provider at the time. But I'm not going to avoid and pay attention and be glued to my phone or my computer to text you while a Dallas Cowboy game on in playoff season. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not the right person. I don't have the bandwidth or the attention span to be catfished because you ain't gonna talk me to death. Number one, you ain't gonna talk me to death. I'm not gonna do a whole bunch of talking and you ain't gonna talk, you're just not gonna talk me to death. But I say all that to say, 
we as Americans and as the general public live a lot of our lives on the internet. What I picked up from this interaction between Monique and her son is he's just over it. Mr. Watkins is over it. He just like, he is in his thirties. He finds it by a form of therapy, meaning I think he, he sounds like he's done the work but he also sounds like he's still in pain. And he's basically trying not to de be disrespectful to his mama or her husband, who he's considered as Uncle uh, Sidney or Sid for all of these years. And he recently, the boy wanted to call him daddy, but he, but Sidney in his pathology, <laughs> I think it's so pathological. Why won't you, you helped raise this boy, probably was there more so than his daddy was, even though you came to his life when he was a teenager and probably when he needed a father figure more than his, it sounds like, or there was like, a, um, now that I think about it, there appears to be that Sydney, who is Monique's current husband and Shaylin's father, were our good friends, but I suspect Sydney was probably more of a presence and a father figure than Shaylin's father was. Or they were both crap and they did not give this kid the emotional support that he needed because he acknowledges, he calls daddy, daddy. He didn't even mention his own father. There was a lack of fathering male positive representation as well as female representation. We also know from further, from previous um, discussions about Monique and her extended family, her immediate family, that they ain't shit either. The people that gave him the emotional support that he needed sounded like it was the cousin um, and other people, but it wasn't the, the, the adults that were primary in his life from Monique, his stepfather or his biological father. He, it also appears that he recognizes that it is too late for her to be a mother. And he also needs a mother from an emotional standpoint that I don't believe Monique is willing to give. She's willing to be a victim. She, and as he says, she's not willing at this time to take accountability. As her child, I don't, he does not believe it is his responsibility to reproach her and to be the son that she wants him to be, but she needs to be the mother because the primary relationship and the uh, figure is she needs to be the mother that he needs from her but I don't think she has the emotional bandwidth to do that. And he actually seems like he has come to term with this fact. The whole allegations of emotional neglect, he wants, and this is from someone that, my family is pathologic, but you can't hold people responsible to give you the emotional and psychological support if they don't have those tools in their wheelhouse. You basically have to get your feeling of self-worth, 
your sanity from within and from some type of, of strong belief system. And you can't always rely on the traditional family to do that. This is what I was doing when I was 34, 35 years old. We talk about 2004, 2005. I had served three years with distinction in the U.S. Air Force. I out-processed, meaning left the Air Force as a major. I had worked as a contract uh, pediatric hospitalist um, for a number of years prior to that, went to work full-time at a clinic in Lumberton, North Carolina. At the same time, I actually um, had my, got my Texas license and then uh, also renewed my Virginia license. I took a position as a full-time pediatric hospitalist at a hospital, um, St. Mary's in Richmond. But I was still flying back and forth to um, Texas um, to do locums or be a contract physician. And I did that basically, this back and forth contract physician work all the way up to 2018. Prior to that, I got into IT and did contract work um, from basically full time from 2013, also overlapping through 2020. Fast forward, I do what I do now. My first car and every subsequent car, my first house, and every subsequent house. I basically had to figure out down payments, knowing what is negotiated, and getting, building a house, uh, selling houses. Um, if you're gonna go old, get a warranty. I'm having some issues with my warranty company now on having issues with repetitive on gas furnaces. They are not as, um, dependable as the studies would show, but at the same time, you're only as dependable as your repair company. And that's okay if you just gotta basically be have the patience to be able to get the right one. And some of these warranty companies hold you hostage to crap repair companies. You gotta go through a whole bunch of bureaucracy in order to move on and get a secondary um, just like a second opinion, like um, in a physician's office. I say all these things to say. One of the things that struck me about Shaylin is his family, they obviously don't listen to him. He says, mothering uh, is more than you giving me things. So after, while she was chasing the bag, she neglected giving him the emotional support that he needed. But Mo, I'm sure Monique, and she's admitted this, she says, I'm sure she treated this young man just like she treated all other men in her life prior to her current marriage. I'm the one working my ass off. I'm able to give you the $100 and $200 Jordans, the house, the lifestyle, the college education. You can go anywhere you want to. Why aren't you happy with that? Because I would prefer that you were there and you were able to support me and all of these other things that I'm going through. Being a teenager in Hollywood or anywhere, and a black male teenager anywhere in the United States is really hard. So, but if you do not have the emotional bandwidth to be able to support this kid from an emotional standpoint, he's going to feel slighted. That's why he has all of these, he have, probably has psychiatric illness because of all the shit that you did not give him. And if you don't, it, you basically say, well, he has mental illness. 
Why does this boy have mental illness? Were you cussing him out? Were you leaving him with other people? Were you making him feel than less than? Then y'all basically, when you got married, it sounds like from an emotional standpoint, you because you had all these other new kids that you forgot about your older kid. And he felt that you abandoned him. These uh, feelings of abandonment and you not, from an emotional standpoint, be there. If you don't acknowledge at least that, you're not going to get anywhere. And he's basically now at the age of 35, dude's tired of talking. You talk and you basically obviously are still not listening because one, you it is obvious that he does not want Uncle Sidney to talk for you, but you let Uncle Sidney speak for you in y'all response, which is dumb. Then he points out what y'all gave him from a monetary standpoint. He already said, the boy already said, <clears throat> your support and your mothering me is more than what you could give me. That is not what I wanted or needed. I needed you to support me from an emotional standpoint. And it's obvious I need you to actually hear and process what I'm saying. Y'all did the exact opposite. I don't know if you did it for clout or you because you basically uh, uh, um, basically supported or supported what he was saying. You are very, you ain't shit. Let's start there. You are selfish and you letting this dude, Sydney take the rap um, and be a barrier for what you are unwilling or incapable of doing. You pointed out all the shit that you did for the granddaughter and you point out you negotiate some monetary deal for a car. When I had bought, by the time he got, Duke got his first car, I had four cars by then. All because I did it. And, but that's not what he needed. He needed the emotional support and y'all are still not doing it. Y'all are still not listening to this flawed and acutely hurt young man. And you keep doubling down on stupid. The difference between being Monique's son, Shaylin, and, the, and, and me as Dale and Cliff Baxter's daughter is at times I know my parents did the best that they could. Both are dead and gone now, taken way, way too soon. However, I did the work, did the therapy, listened to the therapist, and I'm glad I don't have to listen to people taking credit for whatever went right with my life and whatever went wrong with my life. And that's why I think it's important that if you listen to this young man's uh, message in the rest of his YouTube, it is apparent that he needs his parents to listen to him, but they need to take this message offline or just take us out the group chat. This is one of those instances where I, I find it completely fascinating, just like I watch Catfish. But at the same time, I'm going to need y'all to take me out the group chat because one, it's sad, but I don't see any resolution with this anytime soon because it appears at 35, dude is tired of talking. He's a grown ass man. He got his own kid. He's trying to figure out how, and he said this, I found this to be poignant. She 
his mother taught him how to get to, how to be on top and how not to love. And I don't see any resolution with this, but the next time y'all need to update me if there is resolution. Because this uh, back and forth and it's obvious we're not going to get to some type of resolution. It's just like reality TV at its worst. If there's not going to be a resolution or some other type of positive outcome, take me out the group chat because I don't want to. I don't, I don't need to know any of this. But there has to be, but I don't see it coming anytime soon because he fed, he's fresh out of it appears. Um, and as her son, he does not think it is up to him to come to her. That is a diva's response to how everybody approaches them. And he was basically straight up. He says his stepbrother's interaction and love for his, their mother is not his experience, and he hopes that it continues to not be his experience. But she's gonna have to meet, they're gonna have to come together, but she's gonna need to basically make some realization that he does not want things or ne not necessarily need just things, He's going to need the emotional support, but she's going to have to do the work to be able to give him the emotional support that he needs and recognize that her chasing the bag and her expecting him to be an adoring fan is not his stick. He is her son, and now he's a, her grown son. So how can she get and mother her grown son? That's her challenge. And until they figure that out, I don't need, I'm not going to go looking for another updated YouTube channel. I'm not going to look for another Insta post. Um, I'm not going to need any of that. I wish all of them well. And I'm going to probably go to TikTok to see if he is a good, on the level of Cat Williams type of stand-up comedian. Or does he need work? But this other familial stuff, beat me or set um, some when resolution come. Did I mention Beyonce has released a country album that's number one on the charts and has been out for 15 seconds, has more streaming, and what's his name, Tom Snyder from Dukes of Hazard made some derogatory uh, uh, equivalent that sounds that was racist and it was player haterism because I'm sure he's released some stuff that will never do anything as well as Beyonce who epitomizes country. Boy, bye. Just because she has her beehive, she sold a gabillion records, doesn't mean she won't be as successful or just as successful or even more successful in the genre that we created. So you could go suck on lemons and keep it pushing. My new favorite food is the faux dumplings from Mila, a company which has a, the company actually is stationed in Washington. And I don't know why I wasn't aware of soup dumplings prior because I did go have dim sum when I was in San Francisco a few years ago, but I still can't say that these, they weren't as good as what I'm eating, these frozen joints that I ate ordered from this company. So much so that the usual gyozo that they have at places like Banchan and other Asian fast food restaurants don't compare. 
but you should, if you can figure out a way to get these types of uh, dumplings in your shop and steam them up and get the crunchy stuff, you need to go head on and do that for real. And that's it for this episode of Tenfro is Reading. You know, I talked cash-ish all last year. I hope the listening audience will continue to enjoy my opinion and not so subtle shade. I mean, I'm 2,000 listeners per episode in, so go run tell that haters. I may take it on the road if I get hint hint sponsorship. Navigate to dalesangelsinc.blog for swag and extended podcast notes. Don't forget to hit like or leave a five-star review. It gets me on top of the algorithms and it may just get you on my show. 2023's motto is boss up and get the bag. And as always, tell a friend and thank you for listening.